but being able to cipher that and figure out what's actually working and what not can be hard. So having that list can go a long ways of understanding what I need to do and when. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Entrepreneurship Decoded. I'm so excited for you guys to meet my guest today, Mikkel Leslie, a life coach with Aid Fulfillment Life Coaching. She is an awesome person. She actually was the person who uh, and helped me get a bunch of guests I've already had on. She's awesome. Her spirit and energy is really great. So I love you guys to meet here. So Mikkel, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me here today and talking to people about what being an entrepreneur is like for me and for others. Yeah, awesome. So I just dive right in. So what I like to kind of start out with just your story. Where, Who were you and what kind of led you to who you are? Who? Why did you become a life coach and just that um, person who gives so much value today? Yeah, I think it's, it's come a long ways. I got my degree in environmental engineering, actually, and tried to figure out what I wanted to do for years upon years upon years. And it went from project management to sales to um, marketing, all sorts of different things where I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And for a while, I thought it was going to be money. So that's when I went into sales and thought like money was going to be the end all and be all. I was going to be happy with what I was doing and help more people. That wasn't it. So I went to project management and worked for an outdoor company for a little bit because I love the outdoors and know the joy and excitement that brings me and wanted to bring that to others too. But that wasn't quite it either just because of the commute and what it was. And I actually didn't get outside more with that. So I took six months off and backpacked and tried to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, spending four or five night trips out there and then coming back for food, taking a shower, getting into a regular bed, which is great, and found out that I wanted to help people and combine nature. So that's when I moved out to Utah and started out at a wilderness therapy program where I backpacked with kids and helped them on their therapy outdoors. And throughout that, I learned coaching on one level or another of helping those kids with what they were going through. And it could be issues like anxiety, depression, issues with their parents or school or anything. Uh, this was their last, their parents' last chance to get them back to a normal life once or another. I left there last year um, just because of the work-life balance. And it was pretty stressful out there for sure. I'm trying to figure out how I wanted to combine and make my life what I want it to be moving forward. And that's when I took a deeper look at life coaching. So I looked at it before I did wilderness therapy, but I thought there's no way I could start my own business, put that all together. Like there's so much involved with that. Uh, it turns out I can do it and I can have fun with it and enjoy it and help people. So it's been wonderful to see that transition and see how I can help people on a larger scale through life coaching. Um, that's a great story and how you just took the time to just figure out what you wanted to do and not go after the money or those kinds of things. You followed your passion, which is really inspiring. I, I really resonate with that. So with all, all of the things that you went through, every challenge and everything, what was kind of the biggest challenge, the biggest obstacle that you had to, to, had to face when you started your business or even before that, when you were trying to figure out life coaching in general? Yeah, I think it was the belief that I can do this and it's okay if I fail. It. And I think I continue going back to that, that I always think I'm going to have a fear of failure throughout that. And so with that, I've had to dive into that of what is failure to me? What do I define as that? What does that look like? And how can I reason myself out of that in a way? 
that's failure of not helping people, of having fun and enjoying my life, but I'm doing those things. So it's funny how we get stuck in these thoughts of, you know, I'm so afraid of this one thing, but you really don't need to be afraid of it once you dive into it. So I think that the fear is a big one for sure, as well as believing that I can do this. And that ties into the fear a bit of knowing that I can do this and want to do this. And that is enough for me to make it happen, that I am so motivated to make it happen and help more people that I'm going to do it in one way or another. And so just sometimes that belief falters when you get off a call and it doesn't go well, or you have a bad conversation with someone, or you just get stuck in the rut in one way or another. So taking that step back and realizing that you still can do this can go a long way. Great. I love, I love that answer. Um, so kind of going into that a little bit more. And so you kind of talked about the things that you, you, you motivated yourself internally. You're like, I have to do this. I want to take on this challenge. Were there other motivator factors, their wise external factors that were driving you to just accomplish what you've done so far? Yeah, I think a big one is just having that larger impact on the world of, well, and also seeing myself go through these things because I focus on salespeople and entrepreneurs and those two people I know have the biggest impact on how they're feeling and what they're doing to show up to certain people they need to at the end of the day. So with that, I've been there. I've felt that. I've experienced that either now or before and, and since both ways now. So being able to help people through that and show them that they can they can do more, that they can help more people and through our work together and helping them, they can have a larger impact on the world. So it's just helping more people, help more people, help more people down the line where we can build a society where we all care about each other, trust each other, build each other up throughout it all too. Yeah, I, I like how you said that people help each other and it's kind of like a rippling effect that happens. Like when you help someone, they'll, they'll want to help other people and it's just kind of like a yeah, that ripple effect that happens. So that's an awesome motivator factor. I think that is something that we all need, something that we want to, that we're passionate about that will drive us to get to those goals. So from all of that, all your experiences and everything, so what are you doing? What What is your business exactly? Who do you help? What impact are you making every single day? Yes. So I focus on entrepreneurs and salespeople and mostly millennials. So 25 to 40 year olds in that age range and helping them to deal with stress, overwhelmed work-life balance, as well as growing their business on whatever level that is. And I do that through one-on-one coaching and talking with them on a weekly basis about what struggles they're having, what's going well, what challenges are they facing, how can we help them bridge that gap behind it? And I have them go through this form beforehand so we can jump right into that. And it's wonderful just to see as they're writing it down, I can tell them that their minds are thinking and going through it. And that's wonderful just to get them thinking about those topics and then be able to talk about that on a deeper level. Because um, I, on a general level, I, I can do fluffy, like high level conversations of how you doing, how's the weather, all that. But I love that deep conversation where we get into our struggles and what we're facing, and how we can help each other at the end of the day. Because there's so much in that that we can help change ourselves and change the world at the end of the day. Uh, example I can think of right now is I help an individual who was always stressed. He was driven by anxiety and stress, where he was just kind of running around with this chicken, like a chicken with his head cut off, of always stressed in whatever situation, whether it's home, life, any of it. And that impacted his business greatly because he wasn't able to respond to his clients in the way that he wanted to. He was always that stressed, like, I have to type this right now. I can't take care of myself. I can't take care of anything else. And so that led to his business falling a little bit. 
with that, we worked with him to create a stress level scale where we had him rank his stress on level one to 10. And when it was above six, he would take a step back and see what he could do to help fix that. Do you need to go on a walk? Do you need to breathe? Do you just need to sit there for a minute and see what was going on? And making sure that we're taking care of ourselves before we take care of others, because we can't serve others to the extent that we want to, nor they deserve before we take care of ourselves. That's a great point. Do you feel like entrepreneurs, like when they first start out or even any part of their journey, their process, do you feel like that's kind of the main thing that inhibits them from keep like from moving forward, just trying to find time for themselves as well, instead of working 80 hours a week and working so hard? Is that, do you think that's the hardest thing they have to, to face? Yes. I think our society and entrepreneurship in general feeds into that where we need to work all the time. We need to grow a business. We need to find more people and we need to do all these things. But we can't do that and show up 100% if we're not taking care of ourselves. And that lesson isn't really taught to us on one level or another. So we have to figure out that for ourselves. And sometimes that leads to some crashing and burning. When I was working at a startup um, a while ago, I didn't. people told me they were cracking, like what cracking was. And some people would crack and they went coming to work for a couple of days and I didn't know what that was. And then I experienced it for myself when I had to tell a customer again that our project was going to be late and I just couldn't show up. I stopped. I cried. I just couldn't do it. And I had to take some time off and just reset myself throughout that. And that was because I was letting the stress and the larger pressures of the company, the money, all of it um, gets me which I would have been able to work through myself if I had taken care of myself through that. I've gone on walks, I've taken that distance from work a little bit more to be able to show up um, as how I wanted to, to my customers and whoever I needed to. Yeah, and I think that's an important thing to do, being able to be there 100% and helping those customers, making sure those projects get done in a timely manner and just being yourself 100%. So that's, that's awesome that you get to work with people and figure out help them figure that out. So um, through all of this, I kind of been asking this question where a lot of people, uh, I've talked to different coaches, entrepreneurs, and a lot of their business goes in with meeting with people personally, like one-on-one. How have you been able to deal with that as with, you know, as having to stay at home for this past couple of months? Yeah, it's been interesting because before I was doing it all in person, as many people were. And so making that transition online was a little shocking for a minute because all week there was, we were meeting in person, we were complaining about COVID of like, what this is, and we don't need to deal with that. And next week, everything was canceled. It's like, oh, we really need to deal with this and figure out what I'm going to do moving forward. So it turned to um, social media and talking with people that way and finding online networking events where I can still talk to people and have that connection. And it's been great in finding people from across the world in that way too, because online we can find people around the world. I've talked to people in Turkey and Switzerland and Germany and all sorts of different places in South Africa. It's been crazy to see how we can connect on this global level just by um, this epidemic that's occurring now and how it's bringing us closer together on that global level. 
Yeah, I it's kind of been crazy. Like we even met on a networking site. I I loved how we gotten to get to know each other, and it's really it's the networking groups that have just sprung up out of nowhere and are creating those environments for people, entrepreneurs, business leaders, or even people with like the same interests to just come together and connect when we can't do that otherwise. So the internet is a great way to do that that way. So I agree with you that. But um, final question, just kind of with everything that you learned with all your coaching experience and previously, what would be your either one main advice or just kind of overall advice for people, entrepreneurs who are just starting out, people who are, feel stuck, they have that stress level, anxiety, and they feel like they just can't do anything else right now? Yeah, I think a big problem for me facing entrepreneurship was that there's so much information out there that you can learn, that you can grow, all the classes, all the free stuff too, and there's so much you can feel overwhelmed with it. So figuring out what your master plan is on a level of what is getting you results, what are things that can move you forward on one level or another. For me, it's talking to people and making that connection. And so all my tasks are surrounded about that. I have a five top five hit list where I don't do anything else until those things are done. And so reminding yourself that with, with that list, what it provides is guidance as well as reassurance that you're doing the right things. Because a lot of times we can get all these different ideas and concepts and things that come into us, but being able to cipher that and figure out what's actually working and what not can be hard. So having that list can go a long ways of understanding what I need to do and when. Yeah, that's some great advice. And just put on, pulling that all together, just having that guidance or even someone like you as a coach just to figure that all out and just not be overwhelmed and just take it one step at a time is just great advice. So thank you, Mikhail. It was a little shorter today, but I really appreciate you. You've provided me and hopefully people watching so much value. Anyone watching or listening, uh, if you want to reach Mikhail in any way, her information is down below. And then as you guys know, my ebook is now live, the secret success guide to just help you figure out consumer behavior, get those tools that you need, some little secrets here there so that's also down below i really appreciate all of you for watching and thank you michael i really appreciate your time today